0: everyone and welcome to the darkest hour i'm your host amanda jane i've always been a big fan of the outdoors whether it's the beach or a park or the forest i love it all but maybe that's because i've never been stalked through the trees not by anything human or otherwise i bet if i had my perspective would be different Sort of like how I used to love the helicopter game. You know, the one where someone much bigger than you spins you around like a helicopter. Round and round, sort of fast, but it's fun. Well, one time, someone let go. And suddenly, I didn't like that game so much. It's hard to say what it would take to shake our interest in the things we love. But I guess we all cross that bridge if and when we get there. So, let's get started, shall we? I was eight years old when we first moved into the house on the edge of the forest. My parents had their doubts about buying a house with a backyard bordered by forest. They had concerns about wild animals getting into our bins or hurting our dogs, and they were worried one of us might go too far into the trees and get lost. But it was cheap, and my dad liked the seclusion. My mom loved the house itself. My siblings and I were excited about playing in the backyard and exploring the forest. Our first sign that something wasn't right was that our dogs were absolutely terrified of the forest. They never went into the forest for any reason. If a toy they'd been playing with found its way past the tree line, they would refuse to retrieve it. And when one of us went in, they would pace anxiously until we returned. On occasion, we'd notice the dogs staring at a spot in the forest in obvious distress sometimes growling or barking. But we could never see anything there. My brother once carried one of the dogs into the trees to show her there was nothing scary about it. But she wriggled out of his grip and sprinted into the house in a panic. If we were in the backyard when it was getting dark, we sometimes heard noises, like someone was walking through the forest. Sticks crunching underfoot. "'branches being pushed aside. "'If we called out, there was no response. "'But if we shined a flashlight around, "'we'd occasionally catch a glimpse, just for a split second, "'of something that we could swear looked like a human "'walking around in the dark. "'My parents quickly banned us from entering the forest at all after dark, "'and even during the day, "'we weren't allowed to go out of sight of the house.' My sister's bedroom window looked out at the backyard and the forest beyond. She remembers looking out her window one night and seeing a shadowy figure standing right at the edge of our backyard. She says that there was something wrong with it, like it wasn't quite standing on the ground, and it was a little too tall to be a person, and sort of distorted. And she was convinced that it was staring at her, She called for our dad, saying there was a man in the yard, staring through her window. And when he ran outside to chase off whoever it was, she continued to watch the figure. It didn't move away, but when the light from our dad's flashlight passed over it, it suddenly just wasn't there anymore. We regularly heard knocking on the back door at night, with no one there. Our parents thought it was teenagers playing a prank, and they stopped bothering even opening the door. Until one rainy night, the knocking was persistent and agitated. My mom pointed out that there might be someone needing shelter from the heavy rain outside. But when she opened the door, not only was there no one there, but there were no wet footprints on the porch. The knocking continued the whole time we lived there. It would happen several times in a span of a few weeks, and then stop for months, then start up again. My parents eventually installed a security camera, and there was never anyone at the door. The camera wasn't all useless, though. About three years into living there, my brother started having night terrors, and sleepwalking when he went sleepwalking he'd always go out the back door and start walking towards the forest my mom being a light sleeper would hear the door open and run out to get him before he made it into the forest after the third or fourth time this happened my brother asked to see the camera footage because he wanted to know how he looked when he was sleepwalking I guess thinking that it would look funny The footage showed him walking out onto the porch and then pausing as if listening to something and shaking his head, then reluctantly walking forward as if being pulled or forcefully guided by something. One evening, my dad was in the backyard and he heard my sister calling him from the forest, seemingly in distress. Thinking she'd gone exploring in the forest and fallen over and hurt herself. He ran in and started calling to her, but quickly realized it was too dark to see her, and he couldn't pinpoint where her voice was coming from. He told her to wait where she was while he grabbed a flashlight. When he ran back into the house for the flashlight, he saw my sister inside, safe and completely unconcerned. At the time... My dad hadn't told us about hearing my sister's voice in the forest. So, when I heard my mom's voice coming from the forest months later, while I was outside with the dogs one evening, I didn't question it, despite the fact that I'd seen my mom inside recently and I hadn't noticed her walk past me. My mom was calling to me, saying she'd gotten her sweater caught in some branches and needed me to come and help her. As I walked in, the dog started barking, alerting my dad, who saw me through the window wandering into the forest. He came outside and called to me, and I said I was just helping mom. He yelled back that mom was inside, and I needed to run back to the house as fast as I could, which I did. After this, my parents had a fence built around the backyard and they started looking for a new place. In between the time of the fence being built and us moving out, it got way worse. We'd hear knocking at the door more regularly, as well as tapping on the windows. As if someone was walking the perimeter of the house and trying every window we'd often hear scratching and scraping sounds on the fence and voices beyond it. My brother's night terrors got more frequent, and one night, my mom didn't hear the door open when he was sleepwalking. He woke up standing at the fence, staring into the forest, with the dogs barking behind him. The last morning we spent there... Less than four years after we moved in, we woke up to find the back door fully open. The security camera footage showed it slowly swinging open on its own. Since moving out, my brother's sleepwalking has stopped, though he still gets night terrors and he suffers from pretty severe anxiety. A few nights ago, he called me out of the blue, and after a bit of small talk, He asked me if I think the door being open that final night means whatever was out there finally got in. He was trying to make light of it, saying that he was getting into the spirit of Halloween, joking about how maybe we should all get exercise just in case something latched onto us all those years ago. But I think he's deeply bothered by everything that happened. I know I still am, a little... I still get nervous around dark, wooded areas. I don't know what I think was out there in the forest behind our house at night, but I get the feeling that, given the chance, it would have swallowed us whole. So a few years back... My then two year old daughter and I used to spend a lot of time at my mother's place. She would watch my daughter for roughly 12 to 14 hours a day while I managed a golf course. One evening, we were just hanging out with Nana. Where she lived, it was once a huge farmhouse in the middle of nowhere in a small town in Ontario, Canada. They had turned the house into five apartments. My mother had a door that led out to the roof where she would smoke, so I was taking my daughter to the washroom with myself. Across and down a little from there was the roof door. My mom was outside having a smoke. So when we were all finished in the washroom, I was holding my daughter's hand, and as we walked out of the bathroom, I was looking down at her because she was still uneasy on her feet. I wanted to make sure she didn't trip or something. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw my mom run past us into the den. So I said, Nana's playing hide-and-seek. Let's go get her. I picked her up and started running after her. As I was coming through the den, I saw my mom turn the corner. She was going so fast, her hair was flying up behind. As we went around the corner, the lights were off in the living room and there's a tiny open area off to the right side. So before we went in front of it, with my daughter in my arms, I jumped in front of the closet and yelled, Boo! There was nothing there at all. No mom. Then I heard my mother say, Crystal? Chills ran down my spine. Every hair on my body stands up. I said... Uh, yes, where the heck are you? I was frozen stiff. Slowly, I turned around, went back towards the den, and looked. Here comes my mother, walking back in from the roof after finishing her smoke. Just incredible. I will never get this image out of my head. My mom was creeped out after that. Down the road, little things would happen— but not actual visuals. When I was about nine years old, this would have been in the early 90s, my family and I lived in a house with a fairly big wooded area behind our backyard. I say fairly big because it wasn't big enough that you could really get lost in it for very long. But it was big enough that you could walk into it for a good 20 minutes before making it to the center It got pretty thick in some areas And you couldn't see any of the houses from the neighborhoods once inside To my friends and I, it was a magical world We played in those woods all summer long My mom would let us go in there as long as we were back by sundown Like I said, this was the early 90s and times were a little different then My best friend would come over and we would run out there and play for hours. We played hide-and-seek, army, Star Wars, anything we could think of. But our favorite thing to do was climb trees. We had a favorite tree to climb. It was a huge pine out towards the middle of the woods. The branches at the bottom were low enough that we could grab on and pull ourselves up. And the branches leading up were all very strong. We could climb really high and see a view from above most of the other trees. Sometimes when I got bored at home, I'd go out there by myself. I'd climb real high in that tree and just think about stuff. I loved being way up there. It was so peaceful and calm. One Sunday, I decided to go on a solo mission in the evening. I knew I didn't have too long before dark, so I hurried into the woods to get a good climb in. I was up in my spot in no time. I remember it was late summer, and the weather was still warm late into the evening. I wanted to be able to see a little bit of sunset, and then I'd climb down and hurry home. I just sat up there and daydreamed as I waited for the sun to begin to set. Then I heard a twig snap on the ground, and when I looked straight down, I saw a man standing at the base of the tree looking up at me. I remember he was wearing a filthy brown jacket, and he had a patchy beard. His hair was sticking up at random places, looking like he'd been relentlessly running his fingers through it. He was just staring at me with this bizarre expression that seemed to be one of wonder and delight. It was an extremely unnerving look, almost a look of someone that just realized they stumbled across the gold at the end of the rainbow. That's the only way I can describe it. It made my blood run cold. I went completely numb, like ice had been injected into my veins. I didn't know how long he'd been watching me before I noticed him. Thinking about that still makes me shiver. We just stared at each other for a moment. He didn't say anything, and neither did I. It sounds strange, but I didn't want to scream or tell him to go away because I had this feeling that told me not to provoke him in any way. After a few minutes, he spoke. You coming down anytime soon? soon? I shook my head back and forth. I didn't know what to say to him. It was clear I was very uncomfortable at this point, and that should be enough to make a decent person go away but he only grinned at me. Then he reached his hand up and grabbed the bottom branch of the tree as if to test it to see if it could hold him. I do believe that he may have been planning to climb the tree to me, but the lowest branch was flimsy. It wasn't strong enough to hold a full-grown adult. I thank God for that. He soon realized this and gave up, but I had seen enough. I finally broke my silence and started to yell for someone to help me. I kept screaming and screaming. The man backed away a step or two from the tree, and then he began to mumble and curse under his breath. He flailed his arms in the air in a rage and began making a motion like he was pushing an invisible person in front of him. Eventually, he turned and walked away, sort of stumbling with each step. I don't think anybody heard my cries because nobody came to help me. I stayed up in that tree for what felt like hours because I wasn't sure if he was really gone. Finally, I climbed down because the sun was beginning to set. I couldn't bear to be out there at night. I hit the ground and bolted back to my house, positive that he would pop out from a shadow and grab me. He never did. I made it home and told my parents. My dad went out to look in the woods, but he never saw anyone. We stayed in that house for about another two years before we moved across town to a bigger house. I never played in those woods again for the rest of our time there. I still think about that man sometimes. What would he have done if I had come down? I have no idea, but that question does keep me up some nights. A few months back, I was staying the night at one of my friend's houses. He lives on the far edge of a town in Utah. He still had neighbors around, but there was a lot of forest around and it was next to a canyon. I don't know if scenery helps the story, but I'll try to list every detail of my encounter. I was staying the night and my girlfriend also came over to hang out for a while. We hang out and everything is fine and fun and great. 1 a.m. rolls around, and I had to work at 6 a.m. in another town, 30 minutes away. So I said, hey, maybe you should leave so I can get some sleep before work. And at that time, my friend went to sleep, so it was just me and her. As we're walking to her car, I started feeling uneasy, like I could hear something. We get to the driver's side of her car, and I give her a hug goodbye. As I'm hugging my girlfriend... I look behind her, and I'm struck with shock and fear as I see a creature, maybe eight or nine feet tall. It was standing next to a cherry tree on the side of my friend's driveway. It was bipedal, and it was very skinny. The moon was out, so I could see this creature clearly, but not so much color. The legs were bent backwards— like deer legs or like the back legs of a moose. It slouched a lot, and I couldn't see its face as it was in the leaves of the cherry tree, which had to be 10 to 12 feet tall. I remember not being able to talk much except for saying goodbye to my girlfriend. I don't know why, but I couldn't tell her to look behind her. Before I let go of her, though, I saw the creature move. It took off running towards the tree line. What absolutely baffled my mind was the speed of the creature. It looked impossible, as if it got blurry when it started running. I remember it looking right at me through the leaves, even though I couldn't see its face. The worst thing about the experience was the emotions attached to seeing what I saw. I felt like my confidence and my emotions were attacked I had never felt a feeling of fear like this before And I've been charged by full-grown brown bears After my girlfriend got into her car I stood in that very spot from when I hugged her Until she left the driveway I don't know if it was more out of fear Or making sure she left safely I didn't know what to do So I slowly walked over to my car and got in. I called my friend multiple times, and he was asleep and didn't answer. I looked out my window after several minutes, and when I looked to the left, I saw my friend's cat, Avery, and I tried to think logically. If my friend's cat, which probably has better senses than me, is out here, then I'm probably seeing things, and it's safe So I got out and stood next to Avery. Next thing I know, it sounds like there's a Clydesdale horse running through the deep growth of the forest. Avery started running for the door and I sprinted faster than Avery and got inside. For the next three hours, I sobbed and cried like I did when my dog died when I was 12. The fear I felt was indescribably powerful. I also remember it had long arms, and when it ran, it used all of its limbs. Please someone tell me if this creature is real. It gives me goosebumps to this day talking about it, and writing this brought me to tears. Just thinking about it is scary. When I was 15, my uncle asked if I could help him clean the church that he went to. Saying yes, I went with him on a Saturday morning. Before entering the church, he told me that it was haunted. I thought that he was just trying to see if he could scare me. He told me to take off my shoes before entering. We entered through the kitchen door. Walking into the church, we stopped under the balcony. He then knocked on the wall three times. That was when I heard what sounded like someone jumping down from a high place, above us. Then I heard five or six steps that stopped at the edge of the balcony. For about ten seconds, I didn't hear anything. Then I heard what sounded like boots scuffing on the floor, like someone was turning around. And then I heard the same five or six steps going back in the direction of which they came. Thinking that my uncle was still trying to scare me, I ran up the stairs and searched all the rooms. There was no one there. Before I begin, I'd like to say that this is a very long story. It's been something that's haunted me since I was six years old since my first encounter with it. I have had dreams about this, and two very specific encounters with the creature. I'm sharing this story so I can possibly find help on what to do or how to get rid of this creature that's been hunting me for as long as I can remember. Just for background, I'm a 21-year-old female, and I still worry about this creature finding me, but I'll get into details on why later. For now, here's my story. I would always go camping with my grandparents, who I called Gammy and Gampy. at the end of my school years. I'd always look forward to it since I grew up loving the outdoors and the woods. I especially loved camping, I loved the idea of having s'mores, taking long hikes, being around the campfire, and of course the wildlife we would see. Now I grew up in California, mostly near cities. The forest felt like my true home. I always preferred being near trees and dirt rather than buildings and crowded places. Besides, the woods were much quieter and more peaceful. I always felt safe when I was there, like nothing could ever hurt me. But something strange would always happen at the end of the month in May. I'd have this reoccurring dream during the last week of my school year. I would be in the woods, walking alone down a dirt trail. The woods were always strangely quiet. I would continue to walk this path until I saw this red fox poke its head from behind a tree. Its eyes were always strangely human-like, but they were yellow and somehow looked like teddy bear eyes. And it would just stare at me. It wouldn't make a sound at all. It would just watch me. Usually in my dream, I would go up and pet it, causing the fox to finally make a noise, usually a soft growl. Then I would continue walking, and it would follow me. The first time I had this dream was when I was actually around five years old, and it lasted until perhaps eleven. Over the years, it would be the same exact thing. I would walk into the woods, find this fox, pet it, Then continue my hike with it alongside me. But after having this dream for about the fourth time, it would start to walk behind me. That's when I started to feel uneasy about this fox. I could hear it making odd noises. But every time I went to look back, it was just walking like nothing was wrong, even somehow giving me a smile. Sorry to go on about the dream, but I now believe that it was a warning of this creature. Now that the dream is out of the way, I can talk about my first true encounter. I was six years old, and I was going on a camping trip with Gammy and Gampy for about a week. Of course, I was very excited about it, being able to barely keep myself in my school seat for the last day of kindergarten. They had picked me up right as the bell had rung, and already had the camping trailer attached to my gampy's truck. I remember he drove an old red truck that only had three seats, me always being in the middle. It took about two hours to get there, and another good hour to find our usual spot. It was deep into the woods and far from other people, as my gampy wasn't too fond of being around other people while we camped. As they were setting up the camping trailer, I wandered around the campsite, loving to dig in the dirt for bugs. I had sat down on the dirt and I started to dig, but I noticed how strangely quiet the woods were. It was never this quiet, not even in the dead of night. I thought it was odd, but being only six, I didn't think too hard about it. As I continued to dig for bugs, however, I thought I heard my gammy call for me. She would usually call me Sugar Booger, that being a nickname she gave me since I was born. That's what I had heard, but it sounded like she was very far away, and somewhat sick. Sugar Poker. I looked up to where I heard it come from, that being from the woods, but there was no way that she was there because she was still unloading stuff from the truck. Even at the age of six, it didn't feel right. So I walked closer to my grandparents and stayed next to them. I soon forgot about my weird encounter, though, as we began to have fun. For the rest of the day, we played card games, sat next to a campfire as we ate dinner, and we stared up into the stars. I always loved seeing the stars, they weren't visible anywhere from where I lived. We started to get sleepy around 9 p.m., I believe and we started to get ready for bed. There were bunk beds that me and Gammy would sleep on, keeping our luggage on the top bunk, and we'd sleep on the bottom bunk. Due to my Gampy's snoring, he would sleep on the couch of the trailer. I would always sleep next to the trailer window, just in case I couldn't sleep and I wanted to look outside. I fell asleep pretty quickly, though. That being the last day of school and all, it was pretty exhausting. I remember waking up, probably hours later, It's still being pitch black outside. It wasn't weird for me to wake up late in the night, since I was always known for having sleep issues. I rolled onto my side, trying to fall back asleep, until I heard Sugar Booger. My eyes immediately shot open as I heard my nickname being spoken but I knew it wasn't either of my grandparents. They were both asleep and were never known to sleep talk before. I started to feel this horrible feeling in my gut, like whatever I was hearing wanted to really hurt me. Even at the age of six, I knew this wasn't normal. Then I started to hear tapping at the trailer window. It was soft, but loud enough for me to hear it. Tap, tap, tap. I just sat there, frozen in fear. I was trying to just brush it off as a tree branch or rain, but I just knew that it wasn't. I could tell that it was really someone or something tapping on the window. Then I decided to be brave and look. Big mistake. I pulled the curtain away to only a peak. And all I saw were those large yellow eyes. They seemed glassy, yet not entirely real. They looked like giant teddy bear eyes, but cold and unwelcoming. I remember in that moment I panicked and I quickly closed the curtain back up. I then hid under the blanket, that being the only thing I knew to do when I saw a monster. I could feel tears falling down my face I never had been so terrified in my life I just curled up into my gammy's side and clung onto her all night long that damn tapping only getting louder and more persistent throughout the night I don't remember falling asleep but somehow I did I do remember my gampy waking me up around noon saying how if I got up quick enough We could still go fishing. I honestly didn't want to leave the trailer at all, terrified that whatever I saw the night before would be out there. I did eventually go outside, but I was constantly looking around, horrified that whatever saw me last night would get me. My gammy immediately knew I was scared and pulled me into a hug when she saw me, asking what was wrong. I did tell her what I saw and what I heard, and surprisingly, she believed me. The next thing I knew, she was telling my gampy that we were moving campsites. It took a bit to convince him, but he did eventually start to pack and hook the trailer onto his truck. I was put into the truck so I could properly sleep, but I just couldn't. I kept feeling that I was being watched, thinking that every little noise was that thing I saw that if I closed my eyes even for a second, it would get me. My gammy wasn't too far from me when I heard it again. But this time, it was my actual name. Aaliyah. In that moment, I had never seen my gammy move so fast. She looked up into the bushes, where we had heard it, and then to me. She then got in the truck with me and pulled me into a tight, protective hug. I began to cry all over again, telling her how I wanted to just go back home. That's when my gampy got into the truck as well, and since I was sobbing so hard, to the point that I was coughing, he agreed we could go home. We started to head out of the campsite, still heard that the trip had been ruined by something, but still didn't know what. That's when something in my head... Told me to look back. I slowly did so, feeling an ice cold fear wash over me as I saw something. A red fox sitting in the middle of the campsite, sitting there with large yellow eyes. The same red fox from my dream, somehow curling its lip into an eerie smile. After that encounter, We never did go back to that campsite. We did continue to camp, but in more populated areas. I didn't tell my grandma what I saw, but she had told me to trust my gut. She knew that I was sensitive to certain entities, and that it would help me if I trusted it. Now, this seems like it would be the end of the story, but I'm afraid it isn't. There was one more encounter I had with the creature... And it was much more terrifying than the first time. The second encounter I had was when I was 17, many years later. By this time, I knew very well what a skinwalker was, and I was still very paranoid every time I was near wooded areas. I still worried about seeing that fox, but I never really thought about it too much. Me and my two younger siblings were staying at a relative's house for Christmas. They lived way up in the mountain area. I think they were my great aunt and uncle, but I'm not sure. Where they lived, there was no cell service at all. So unless we hooked up to the Wi-Fi, we had no phones. I didn't mind the house, still loving the woods no matter what happened. Although at night, I hated how they didn't close their window curtains. Making it easy for anything outside to see inside but I did feel safe while inside the house, knowing that they wouldn't let anything hurt us kids. Luckily, it didn't snow where they lived so we could go outside and run around. They also had this beautiful black lab, being about a year old, named Pam. She was very playful and normally wouldn't listen to anyone but my uncle. Although she was easily excitable, she was a good puppy. One of the days that we were there, My little sister and our aunt went to the store for a nice girls' day. Although I'm a girl, I wanted to go hiking with my uncle and my little brother. We left pretty early since the hike we were doing was four hours of walking into town. It was a really chilly morning, but since we were doing so much walking, it felt great. We also decided to take Pam, it being a good way for her to get exercise and have fun. About maybe an hour into our walk, I slowed down a bit, wanting to enjoy the beautiful forest. It was so peaceful, I could have honestly just stayed there. But as we continued to walk, I started to feel something odd. I noticed how quiet the forest had suddenly become, hearing only our footsteps and my brother talking to our uncle. Pam noticed it too, her ears going straight up, growling softly I started to pick up my pace to get next to my brother worried that possibly a coyote or mountain lion was nearby I knew though that they wouldn't be out at this time even if they were they didn't walk near the roads my little brother was only nine at the time and being the oldest sibling my natural instincts to protect him kicked in my uncle noticed the silence as well telling us to stay close to him and Pam, who was now next to me, still growling. I began to feel that horrible feeling again, that ice-cold fear that I once felt when I was six. I tried so hard not to think of the creature, but it was all I could worry about. I was scared. I felt like I was back to being that scared little six-year-old girl again. I had to stop for a moment though, seeing that my shoelace had come undone. I quickly kneeled down to tie it back up, trying to hurry and just get out of there. That's when I heard it. In that moment, my heart dropped into my stomach. My eyes were widened and I could just feel myself start to shake from fear. It was right next to me. I heard it clear as day. I slowly turned my head, and there it was. That same red fox, still having those horrid yellow eyes, and that same demented smile. Only this time, I saw it much more clearly. Its fur looked so matted and disgusting. The smell it had was like rotten, decaying flesh, mixed with garbage. Its limbs were much too long for a normal fox, the back legs bending completely the wrong way. Those eyes were still the worst thing about it, but now they looked emptier than I remembered. I wanted to scream, to run, to cry, but I just couldn't. I was frozen as I was, too scared to even blink. Then I heard it speak again. This time, however, It had mimicked my little brother's voice. Found you. Before anything else could happen, Pam suddenly jumped in front of me and started to bark like mad, snapping and growling so aggressively that it scared me out of my frozen trance. When I looked back, it was gone. I used that moment to run over to my brother and uncle, who didn't see what I saw, as they were too far ahead now. But I heard my uncle start to pray and sing a song under his breath, keeping my brother and myself close to him. I was just too scared to even look back, so I kept my eyes on the ground and refused to stop walking. Pam had stopped barking, but she was still loudly growling and never left my side as we continued our hike. My little brother was a bit worried but he just thought it was a coyote when we finally made it into town my uncle called our aunt and told her to come and pick us up saying something about it wasn't safe for us to walk back thankfully she did come and get us but she was confused since we had talked about that hike for days on the car ride back Pam never left me alone she was right with me the entire time she knew that that thing was after me And she protected me I was very grateful that she was with us Who knows what would have happened if she wasn't When we got back to the house I was talked to by my uncle and aunt Once I told them what happened And what I saw They had started to pray And check that all the locks were shut tight My aunt putting something around the doors I now believe it was probably ashes But I never did find out Unfortunately, this cut short our Christmas vacation, as they were worried that I was not safe while still in the woods. We had to be taken home the next day. They ended up making an excuse of how there was an emergency with a friend, and that they had to help them out. I felt horrible that this Christmas was ruined, but once I did leave the woods, I truly felt safe again. Before they had to drive back home though, they told me that it wasn't my fault. And that luckily, it didn't hurt me or the other kids. It did make me feel a bit better, but it still brought up a lot of questions and worries. It was still around. How? Why? What did it want with me? Does it want my skin? My soul? Was I just going to be tormented by this thing forever? I still don't have answers to these questions. And that's what really scares me now i've long since moved from california and now i live in kentucky i do live in the woods but so far that thing hasn't found me i know that seems very stupid on my part but life had changed a lot when i was growing up i was given no other option than to live somewhere else and my grandpa in kentucky was kind enough to let me live with him So please, don't call me an idiot for moving into the woods when I had no other choice. Anyways, while I'm happy it hasn't found me, I'm still worried. Can it still find me? Is it still hunting me? I'm not close to anyone who truly knows how to get rid of this thing, and that's why I'm telling my story now, so I can possibly find help. So please, if there's anyone out there who does know, Help me. Friends, we've reached the end of tonight's episode, but be sure to join me every Friday night for a brand new one. Thank you to everyone for listening, and thank you so much to everyone who shared their stories. If you're not already, be sure to hit that subscribe button, tap the notification bell, and if you like this episode, give it a like. You should probably follow The Darkest Hour on Instagram at TheDarkestHourYT. Do you have stories like these? I'd love to share them. Send them to me. Amanda, darkest hour at gmail.com. Stay spooky.